Welcome to the Souls of Society community. We're building the new world here. It's based on connection, compassion, and collaboration. Join us as we explore how to create a new earth. Enjoy the Heart Center conversation. I'm Dijon. Welcome to the tribe. Bless. All right, hello, Souls family. I am here today with a very unique individual. Her name is Jules. We actually connected pretty randomly because I was on Groupon looking for different healing modalities. Sometimes I go on there to look at workout classes or massages, and I came across an ad for biofield tuning, which I had heard of but hadn't had an experience with. So I looked at her ad and then contacted her. <laughs> well, first of all, hi, Jules. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Dijon, for having me on Souls of Society podcast. So grateful to be here with you and your community. Yeah, it's a great community here. And we're definitely blessed to have you, as you all will soon find out. So back to how we randomly connected, I found her on Groupon, and then I reached out to her, and I think we started texting because it was a package for a five-session process, but um, I wasn't even very familiar with biofield tuning, so I would love for you to explain to people what that means. Oh, of course. So, yeah, it, it was interesting that we even met that way because I had actually created that campaign maybe five years prior, and I had thought I had turned the Groupon off and moved to Bali, uh, where I soon became a, a practitioner at a clinic there, um, facilitating my biofield harmonics modality. Um, so when I got back from Bali, all of a sudden I started getting these calls and, and soon realized that I was on there. Now, that's obviously not my primary version of, of receiving. It's, it's, it's typically by referral only. But yeah, so I, I just kept it. And I, I kept it only because I... I was aligning with the most beautiful souls. I could not imagine another way. It, it was it was a very unique um, uh, avenue of, of receiving, you know, these people to come in and to meet with, such as Dijon. So I just I I'm on there. Yeah, it's it's kind of bizarre. I'm on there, but it's it's for this reason to meet these beautiful people as Dijon meets through Souls of Society. So it's kind of a, a, a great parallel. Um, so when I got back from Bali, I was, um, I had this modality that I, um, got certified in called bio or well, it's biofield healing. I then went on to name my practice biofield harmonics. Uh, it's, it's a high vibrational, like multidimensional, um, healing modality where you're working on the biofield. So it's non-touch and you are facilitating high vibrational frequencies to a person's, um, uh, biofield. And by doing so, the body goes into a self-healing um, uh, act. Um, and in this space, many things can happen on the table uh, with regards to a person's experience. 
And then thereafter, of course, the integration and what happens in their outer world thereafter uh, the session. So it's been a very beautiful uh, platform. And, and since then, uh, so much has evolved and grown, uh, just allowing my vessel to bring through whatever God codes or whatever galactic energies to come through me. Um, and to then now, at this point, create my own modality in a sense. So I allow source spirit to come through me however uh, uh, it chooses to show up with each client speaking to them from their space their sacred space and uh, allowing whatever's going to unfold unfold and knowing that it's for the highest good of all and it's it's quite extraordinary because I get to channel I get to see codes I get to see um, so many beautiful things in a person's field their essence you know we're truly just looking at their light I mean I started out as a medical intuitive when I had my great awakening, all my spiritual gifts kind of came online and boy, I got to see all sorts of things, but it was almost as if I was seeing what was wrong with everyone at, you know, unknowingly at the time and unknowingly at the time it showed up as like medical intuitive and this is wrong and that's wrong. And then I just awoke one, another, another great awakening was um, all of a sudden shifting into seeing everyone's light. So it was, it was kind of a paradigm shift. So that's kind of where I am right now. And in this space, in the space of, of, of that, that light, um, uh, the kind of acting as an ascension guide, um, as a light worker working in the quantum field. And so a lot comes through in this other space that I've aligned with. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that process. And to go back to us randomly connecting on Groupon, when we actually met for the first time and we're talking after the session, we actually were very connected to the same community in the you know Encinitas area, Carlsbad area, and it just goes to show that you know like frequency attracts like frequency, and energy attracts the same energy. So. A lot of us get caught up in the idea that we have to control everything or attempt to control everything. But if we relax and allow, then things just end up happening the way they're meant to happen, even if it's through some random channel. So Jules and I were supposed to connect and it was a very <laughs> unique way that brought us together. But, you know, here we are. And what you were saying about focusing on people's light and not what's wrong with them is something I can definitely attest to because in the sessions we would usually talk about whatever was present before we actually did the biofield tuning with uh, sound tools or whatever was being used and Jules has a beautiful way of well first of all just her space and her presence is very uplifting and inspiring but you know the way someone reflects yourself to you helps you to step into that space more. And in a more probably traditional therapy type setting, I feel like people are focused on neuroses or problems. And I feel like it's important to be aware of yourself and shadow and, you know, maybe habitual patterns that aren't serving, but you can definitely get stuck there in those places. And it's like you can't get 
to that higher place. You can't like self-help your way there, right? There's, there's only so far you can get on that road. And I feel like I got the blessing of connecting with Jules to go on a higher, a higher path of evolution and ascension. So I'm really grateful for that. And mm. thank you for sharing that. You know, that's, that seems to be kind of new, but a new concept, but not, you know, it's a, it's a return to, it's a return to love, a return, um, an act of love. And it's just remembering what we already know. So in that space, you know, part of the process for some is, of course, to go through that shadow work and go through these different journeys and modalities. But when you get to another um, octave within yourself, it's kind of hard to go back there because there's this other way. And so we're here to just hold the space and the light uh, for that other choice or version of oneself. And uh, we get to choose. We give ourselves permission to choose in this space. So um, yeah, I, I, I feel like what I, what I, my direct experience, whether it be with clients or, or even my own journey is that we could clear from here to kingdom come. And, you know, at some point we just have to kind of raise the bar and just go, wait a minute, we have choices. We, you know, we're here to awaken through love and joy. We no longer have to awaken through pain and suffering and we give ourselves permission. It, it's time to reclaim our power. And so you get that, Dijon. And so we got to meet in that space. And and from there, it's, you know, there's just so much to access. There's just so much juiciness and so much joy. And um, But guess what? We're multidimensional. So we could, if we wanted to go back into those other spaces, we could. But we get to choose what feels like home for us. That's part about, that's part of uh, creating our own harmonics. You know, what, what, feels like home in it. Yeah. Look, if we need to dip down in those spaces, then yeah, we can do that too. We're not married to either one, but we, we always know that kind of that home note. That's that harmonic. Yeah. It's, it's all about choosing what frequency you want to embody, you know? Yes. And yes. I think neither one of us is saying that one is good or bad. It's just to be mm -hmm. aware of the different choices we have to experience things. And that is the, the sovereignty that we all have as souls is to get to choose our own path back to source. We're all going the same direction, but we get to choose how we go back there. And you got it. You got you it. You're know? so wise. I love, I just love talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, I feel like I've lived a lot of life experience and also through this project in particular, have had the opportunity to talk to so many people that are, wise and they pass along the wisdom and they pass along their life experience and their perspective and I get to absorb all that. So um, just a side note that, you know, I feel like we're in the coronavirus time and situation right now and we are rebuilding the world in the way that supports a higher way of relating. And one of the higher ways is to have more connection and storytelling in the heart space of, of this type of frequency. So I just want everyone to know out there that I'm going to be teaching other people how to connect in this way and how to share stories within your own community. So look, stay tuned for that. Um, but Jules, back to your personal story. I mean, I hear that you did this training in Bali and, and you learn these special modality. And I'm curious to 
you know, where you grew up and what your life was like growing up and how you were led to this healing path. Mm. Are you, are you sitting down or standing up and are you ready for all this? <laughs> I'm sitting down. And I'm ready. <laughs> this, this could actually be a, uh, a docu-series, right? Um, but I'll make it, I won't, I won't make it too long. I'll, I'll just kind of go through it. Um, but it is quite interesting and it is um, perhaps something that other people may have experienced but never spoke about. So I'd like to, you know, come out of, uh, you know, a space that maybe people might have just hidden away um, because maybe your parents told you you were imagining things. Um, you felt like uh, you were different from others. You um, hid from these qualities and these um, energies that maybe you interacted with perhaps either from childhood, even till now. So in any instance, I'm here to just really hold the space for this um, because it was really hard for me to come out actually and, and talk about it. And I had to have major um, situations and occurrences and, and visitations in order for me to finally come out and talk about it. So and maybe that's why I had so many because I wasn't talking about it. But uh, yeah, so I was born and raised in the Midwest, St. Louis, Missouri. Grew up in a um, family, of just small family. And um, I would say beginning at the age of four, I had my first kind of spiritual, um, supernatural type experience um, where I was, um, found myself in my mom and dad's bed, actually. They were downstairs where they would fall asleep in front of the TV. So I must have gone from my room into their room in the middle of the night. And I was awakened. Um, it was at the break of uh, dawn, so the, the light was coming in, So, but it wasn't quite dark. And all of a sudden, two little people started coming to, towards my bed. And um, it scared me because they were running towards my bed. They weren't even walking. They were kind of bum-rushing me of, of sorts. And so I, I got scared and I screamed. Um, but I, I, to this day, I can tell you exactly what they look like. I mean, they were just like you and I. Um, they were they were um, little people. I I wouldn't call them dwarfs or uh, or anything like that. But um, it, I had no framework for it. Put it that way. So that was kind of the opening of um, uh, many many things to come. I will preface it by saying that there were two times before that that I tried to leave Earth. One time I jumped into a pool and I remember drowning. And I it was actually a very peaceful encounter. And then they resuscitated me and brought me back. There was another time I, I almost, um, I actually, I did leave by choking on something that I swallowed. So, so early on, I, I think I tried to leave Earth early. <laughs> it may have been a bit too much for me, I think. Uh, so then all of a sudden my, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it at the time, the fairy kingdom or these little people showed up. Um, I also had experiences of seeing beings that maybe other people didn't see um and i again i didn't know what to do with them your parents would basically tell you it's your imagination but you would see these things um another really cool experience um i had and i love this one this is pretty cool i was at a um do you remember those laser shows where they would have music and then the laser lights together with it yeah yeah so I was, I was 14 and I, you know, I'm not on anything. I'm not drinking or smoking, nothing. 
but we were just sitting there waiting for the show to begin. And so the lights were still on. So it wasn't like the room was dark. And all of a sudden, um, I noticed that I'm up in the air and I'm looking down. And it freaked me out because all my friends were down below sitting in the seats, but I was up looking down. And again, here I had no framework for this. So my first reaction, which is the human reaction, was what well, my personal reaction was, oh my God, I'm embarrassed. I'm different than my friends. So I can't be up here. You know, they're going to laugh at me. So immediately, just with the rational mind, it brought me and, and dropped me straight back into my seat. And I remember even my elbows. So was I physically up there? Now I come to learn many, many years later that that was my astral body, but I had no idea what that was. So I had actually astral projected up out of my seat and I was looking down. And then when I did slam back down into it, because there's a form of your body that comes back into the physical body, your energetic body. And I looked at all the kids and I said, oh God, did you see me up there? Of course they laughed at me. So then this begins shutting down all my gifts. I'm different. Nobody does that. That's not funny. You know, like it, it was more like humiliation, right? Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of began that. So then I, I come to realize later on that I had this affinity for pets and specifically ones, animals that were abandoned, animals that were maybe half living on the side of the road. And I just wanted to bring them back and, and bring them back to health. And I just had this affinity and this connection with them. So I think that was my, my way of um, connecting with another um, sentient being and, and feeling that um, alignment and feeling that we could align in a way to bring them back to wholeness. So I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but that seemed to be like maybe my distraction or my, my uh, way of going into something that felt... Um, that I could get the energies that I was containing and it just seemed to work well. So yes, I, my, <laughs> my dad would say, Oh, you could, you would bring any animal home that was, you know, sick or needed help. So I realized that I was really empathic uh, to the animal kingdom. Um, so much so I could feel it, like literally feel it in my body. Um, so a lot of just different uh, supernatural things happen in my life. Um, and they continued to do that. Um, I will, I'm going to fast forward here to this moment where all of a sudden here I am, you know, 19 and I was, I elected at that time to, to start bodybuilding back in the day. And so I was really on, in my physical um, aspect of myself. And it's so interesting that while I was uh, uh, bodybuilding, I immediately decided I'm going to quit eating meat because I was eating meat at that time. But I, it was because, my, you know, that's what my family fed me and that's all I knew. But I, I, I awoken to the fact that I cannot do this anymore because I could start feeling the energy. Um, you know, that was what was in the animal. I could actually feel that energy. So, yeah, I just stopped and I became a vegetarian then and have been ever since. Um, so that was, the, that was the beginning of that. And that made sense because I was so highly, uh, such an empath in the animal kingdom. The reason I share that with you is because it's kind of uh, ironic that here I am bodybuilding, not eating meat, and now all of a sudden I am going through years and years and years thereafter of sleep paralysis. And I didn't know what it was. 
I just knew that I would be in a state of paralysis where I could not scream my way out of it. And it, there was parts of it that was kind of scary. And there were, it would start with a really loud buzzing sound in my ear and completely put me out like I had an anesthesia, you know, like I was out. And it felt like something was on top of me, like a, a heavy, uh, something heavy on top of me. So that happened for 20 years. And I couldn't tell you what was going on. I just knew that it was going on. Um, Did you say 20 years? 20 years from that point. And, and I'm kind of, yeah, I'm just kind of setting the stage here to share that, yes, my whole life I had all these supernatural occurrences. Now we're at 19. I'm physically working out the physical body. I'm not into any type of spirituality. It's all about being physical, you know. But then all of a sudden I woke up to not eating meat. And then I'm having these um, sleep paralysis experiences for 20 years. And they were quite frightening. It's t- times I didn't want to go to sleep or I would awaken realizing I was in the state. So on and off, like it wasn't like every single night, but I, yeah, I had it quite a bit. So then, um, let's see. So there was a period of time that I didn't have a lot of uh, what you would call spiritual experiences. But then all of a sudden in... I'm going to fast forward. Um, I started having a spiritual um, connections with people and things started to surface again. Things started to just kind of come into my awareness again, just about um, life and there's something different out there. And 2004, I was sound asleep. It was three o'clock in the morning. And uh, again, I woke up. I hadn't had one of those sleep paralysis for a long time, and I woke up, and I broke myself out of it. I had never broke myself out of that that sleep paralysis, and I did this time. And this is yeah, two thousand four. And well, uh, there was an alien. So that was my first um, contact. That was my first experience um, with that part that was trying to communicate for those 20 years or whatever was going on. And there it was, um, that shattered my perception of reality. And I didn't talk about it for eight years. And that entire time was my great awakening. That time was what we refer to as dark night of the soul. That was a time in my life where I went from the person I was before I went to bed to a completely different person thereafter. I didn't have any framework. I had nobody to talk to, and I kept it to myself. I all of a sudden remember that um, that that same year I lost seven friends. I started dressing differently, and I started having different interests, which was all spiritual, everything spiritual. All of a sudden, I had all these innate gifts. At the time, I did, again, I'm explaining it now from the perspective of where I am now. At the time, then, I was lost. I just knew I was super psychic. I knew I was super intuitive. Um, that's when my medical intuitive um, gifts came online. I was so innocent that I would go up to people randomly, basically friends, and say, what's wrong with your liver? Like I had no, I, I had no idea how to use the gifts that, except for probably scare people with it, you know, asking them what's wrong with their different body parts that may be compromised at the time. So I could see that. 
I could see energy. So yeah, it was like having a uh, all of a sudden a Jedi pack, a spiritual toolbox that came online um, from this experience and from the integration of it. So l- years later, I kind of developed this um, mm, this direct uh, communication with spirit. I then, maybe years, years later, I referred to myself possibly as a walk-in because that's what it felt like. I now see it completely different today uh, in a different light than a walk-in. But I will say that it's your consciousness leaves and something new comes in. However, you have all the files and the remembrance of your former life. Do you have any questions at this point? Because I have a lot more. (laughs) So just for... I guess explaining that last point again about the walk-in. So you just felt like your whole being was like upgraded in a sense, but you yeah. still had like your memories and connections to your previous life. And was it that you were not like emotionally attached to those things anymore? Or? You got it. So now that I speak from this space, I can talk to it a little bit differently if, than if I did when I was speaking it from the space of saying, yes, I'm, you know, a walk-in. What I could share now about that um, is that it definitely feels like a part of you have left the building and a part of, and another part uh, came in um, because of the, the, the differences. During the time of the actual contact, I was involved in real estate investment and design. So when it happened, I had no concept of what I had created or I didn't, I couldn't, um, for instance, my agent called me and said, I need to come over and we need to talk about um, considering uh, lowering the price on the house. None of that made sense to me. What she was saying to me was like speaking another language. I had no idea what she was saying to that point because I was not integrated. So uh, yeah, so what it feels like is that, you know, something leaves and something comes in. Today, what I would say is it feels like that part of myself, because I now know without a thousand percent, I'm multidimensional. We all are. And that there's different parts of yourself that will come online at different times. Typically, it happens in a sequential order. Um, But this was like going from my human angelic to my human angelic galactic. And I had absolutely no framework for that until which time I, I, I integrated it and I couldn't talk about it. I was so scared. I was all these different things until I began to reclaim it. I began to own it. Once it was integrated, I was beyond blessed. I was beyond grateful. And I would never have anything different than, than where I am today because of it. So today I would say that that was an aspect of myself that integrated, came online, uploaded, however one wants to perceive it. But it, that, that's, that's what I would say today happened rather than a, rather than a walk-in. I guess you could say it that way, but it's an integration of these various aspects of yourself that come online. Amazing. So it was me visiting me from the future. Right. And you can just breathe that in because that's really, you know, to, to hold the space for that. um, It took me many years to, to arrive at that space. 
Mm. So that which, which, which scared me was me. Okay, so now we got over that part of it, and then the good part comes. <laughs> um, okay, so once I began to integrate, reclaim, I began to have so much fun and joy. I immediately recalled, like a total recall, my life purpose. I began to recall and remember why I was here, what my mission was. I began to remember things um, more than not. And then that was a whole nother way of being, was because now you could see things that other people couldn't see, primarily for the most part. Of course, other people could see things, but it just seemed like I could see agendas, I could see um, programs, I could see timelines, uh, just random things that you know they don't teach you in school or even in spiritual school <laughs> it was seemed to at the time of course this goes back many years ago um but yeah so then um beyond that i had more uh, you know beautiful spiritual experiences at the time that they happen i i didn't appreciate them as i do now now i think they're just great you know i think they're just incredible and it's a part of who we are and so this is that reunion that I have with the, um, the beloved within. This is the reunion. This is the, um, the unification of all that is us, uh, these different aspects of ourselves. And we get to have this relationship with each one of them. And, and, and it's just, um, it's such a blessing. So I'm going to share one story that I had um, with our beautiful Deva Pramal. She is a, a devotional singer. Are you familiar with her? I'm not. Okay. So Deva Pramal and Mitten, uh, they were in concert here in San Diego back in maybe 2007 at this point. And uh, they had their original concert. And then thereafter, they had a smaller gathering, an intimate gathering the day after, the night after. So I was at that gathering as well. And um I remember after the performance, I went to the back of the room and was looking at the CD options to choose from. And a voice came from behind me and said, Mula Mantra. And I thought, I turned around and it was Deva. And she was implying that maybe I should consider getting the Mula Mantra CD. And so I just nodded my head and I said, sure. And she opened it up for me. She signed it and gave it to me. And she gave me a big hug. While I was in her arms, I transcended the physical body and became a point of consciousness. There was no body from the perspective that I was at. And so it brings me back to that time when I was 14 and I astro projected and I got embarrassed. And I came back down and I did the same thing here. I got embarrassed and had to like kind of frame everything in all of a sudden and came back and then kind of came back into the body. And um, that was a beautiful occurrence, but I, again, I didn't have words for it. It's just an experience. It's an experience of knowing that we're here and then we're there. 
the experience of being in the physical body and being in the quantum field. It's the experience of being, you know, the material and the non-material all at once. Wow. Super cool. Super cool. Yeah. And I went on further four months later to have that same experience again in a meditation. I went to a meditation um, in a yurt in Encinitas and I, the lady, um, beautiful Brazilian lady showed up at the, in, in the door frame and said, come with me. Now we were meant to have a yoga class in this yurt. And all of a sudden we all stood up, rolled up our mats, and now we're following this lady. We don't know anybody in the class. We don't know who she is, but we're following her up the street. <laughs> we were all laughing at each other. And we, she guided us into her place. It was all candlelit, candles everywhere. And she divided us up in different rooms and just had us. And she led us through this meditation. And in, in that space, I, that happened again. I, I became a point of consciousness. So um, there's been, yeah. So, so again, you know, here we are in this day and age and these things are happening. I know I'm not the only one. And I know that I would love to create a space that we can talk about this. And, you know, this is just a, a, just a fraction of some of my experiences. But, but yeah, let's, let's share space, sacred space in, in, in this, this that we are. This is who we are. Uh, you know, we're reclaiming these parts of ourselves. Um, mm. Last year, I last year I went. Uh, I felt like I was abducted. So I would, you know, there's different words we can use. I can say time went missing. All I know is one minute I'm here, and the next minute I'm down the street or in my jeep or something. But you know, these things are happening, and they're happening a lot. And do we have a platform for this? So yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing those experiences. And I'm curious if you feel like there's reasoning for why the things that are happening to you are happening to you. Or I know when people talk about aliens or extraterrestrial beings, they're like, oh, are they good? Are they bad? What's their intentions? And for me, I don't, I don't think it's, black and white because if you were to ask you know what about humans are they good are they bad or what are their intentions right like they're we're we're not one consciousness i mean we are one consciousness but within that consciousness there's a lot of differentiation so i think people and these other beings that you know many of us are having experiences with have different agendas and individuated ways of interacting with us and as far as your experiences like what do you think the the reason is for you being shown this part of yourself or having these experiences thank you for asking i i would have had to ask myself that all the time because i didn't know the answer but what i'm going to say right now is it's the great reveal it's the uh, it's reclaiming ourselves. It's reclaiming the severe, seemingly separation that we felt that we've had from ourselves. These are fractalized versions of ourselves coming back online, and we're only here to remember this. We're, re we're here to remember what we already know and to reclaim these aspects and these fractalized versions of ourselves back. This is the inner and the outer worlds coming together. 
as one. And we get to have this experience. We came here for this experience. We separated to come back and to return. This is our act of love for ourselves. And it's the, um, an honor, you know, to unite in the awakening and evolution of higher human consciousness at this time. And especially during the time that we're in right now, I want to just give great gratitude and honor to all those people that are on the front lines, everyone who's participating in any way possible, whether you're in it physically, whether you're a light worker, whether you're just being and you're just sitting there holding the light, working on the grids, working on the planet, however you are showing up, it's all honored with deep reverence and gratitude. So we chose to be here during this time and there are many blessings. And for those that are playing different roles, we all honor each, each participate in this, in this grand um, evolution and, and shift and creating heaven on earth together and collectively as one. Hmm. Thank you. And mm -hmm. from your perspective, because your perspective is pretty unique, what is this coronavirus and world economy shutdown and quarantine situation about? Mm. Yeah, exactly. It is uh, going from the outer world into the inner world. We get to just come in and just be, you know, we're, look at metaphorically what's happening there. We're, we, we're being asked to come into our home and come into ourselves and to go from what looks like the greatest separation that's happening right now into a version of ourselves that we're being asked to go within in, in, a, in a way that we weren't apparently able to do ourselves that we had to create this we had to create something this awakening i'll, I'll call it just an awakening because we could call it all sorts of things but you know we had to call forth this experience and this awakening in order to go in because perhaps there were still a lot that needed to awaken uh for us to 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 have that relationship with our inner world our inner beingness, our higher self, however you wish to see it, with the God that is within you, the source. Uh, we, ha we have lots of different ways of connecting in words, but it's all one energy, and, and we honor all of that. But yes, uh, we are in this to return to love, to return to um, um, and reclaim, our pre to return to the present moment. You know, being out in that outer world, what are we doing? We're, we're in the past and we're in the future. We're never in the present moment. So this is a deep connection. This is such a blessing. And we get to be here um, and, and, and participate in all the ways that we remember why we're here. What is it for you, Dijon? What is it that you're feeling that you understand? Of mm -hmm. the space that we're 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 um, we've arrived at 
and that we're in it together and, and how we're creating this new earth. What is it for you? Well, first of all, thank you for your perspective. That's, it's a beautiful perspective and some people may grab onto that right away and other people may be more in a place of overwhelm or trying to figure out how they're going to, you know, provide for themselves or absolutely and all that. And all of that is valid. It's, it's, they're, mm -hmm. they're just different perspectives, but for me, it's just helping me to align to my essence and surrender my egoic ideas around what I want to happen in life. Mm -hmm. And not the differentiation is bad because I don't think that having an ego is bad because if there was no ego, we wouldn't be able to have this conversation. But just the projection into the future and lamenting over the past that you felt like should have continued on in a certain way and just, like you said, settling into the present. And it is an invitation to go deeper internally and start to relate to ourselves first and foremost in a different way. And then once we do that, we can relate to everyone else in a different way. And the way that showed up for me is, you know, I'm, I'm a creative and I'm just continually inspired by source. And I feel called to express that in a number of different ways. You know, I started doing this storytelling project in 2011 and now I play music and I also am working on a poetry book and I have many different podcasts and there's no limit to the the expressions of creativity that I feel inspired to share. And one thing that was challenging, especially when I was living in San Francisco, which is the most expensive place in America, was how to make a living off of these things, right? Because we all have certain ideals we've been fed about like what it is to be successful and what that looks like materially. And even though it's always worked out, like there's sometimes been times when I've been, you know, abundant and sometimes when it's been like less materially so, but things have always worked out. And I've always had the blessing of being nurtured when I needed it and being given things when I needed it and getting pointed in the right direction. And Ultimately, the most beautiful thing about my life has been coming together to connect with people in situations like the one we're having right now and just to, to share the moment yeah. and to allow whatever is supposed to be revealed to come through, through that point of connection. And that's something that we all have access to you know, just within ourselves. That's what the act of creativity is. It's receiving some sort of inspiration energetically, which is to me the feminine impulse and then putting form to that, which is the masculine impulse. So the meeting of those two things in a balanced way is what we're here to 
explore. And when we're able to let go of the things that don't really matter, right, which in our society is too much important to materialism, right? Not that the material isn't important because our embodied experience is how we have the experience of what we are. But to make sure the hierarchy of, of those things is correct and that we're coming from soul and we're coming from source and we're coming from heart and then everything flows from there. So, you know, like for Beautiful. me, it's, it's, it's just like I have all these ideas and all these ways I want to be creative. And in this time, I'm just like, I'm just expressing myself and inviting other people to join me in that expression whenever it feels alive. And then the beautiful thing about this time in our culture is we have all these devices and technologies and YouTube and podcasts. So you can get your ideas out into the world immediately. Like you don't need a, a label or you, there's no gatekeeper, right? Um, and I constantly get feedback from things I, I share, even if it's just one person, right? Like one person will say, thank you so much for doing a podcast with so-and-so. I really needed to hear that. Or thank you for that song. Like it really, yeah, I've been listening to it all day, right? And that's, that's enough for me. Like that makes me feel like I'm living my purpose and in, in alignment, you know, because it's my free expression that's contributing something to someone else's experience. That's beautiful. You you really evoke uh, the law of divine grace. You embody this. And so that's just a beautiful space of freedom. Um, just allowing and, and just being comfortable in what is. And you're very balanced in, in your um, divine feminine and divine masculine energies. There's been a unification that came together in, in, in a, like a divine matrimony within you. And so you evoke that. So you walk, you know, it, it, it's, it's going back to our natural state of being androgynous. And so I, I immediately saw that in you when I saw you and I'm like, wow, this is such a beautiful blend of a being that, that gets to, that actually is walking on earth in this balanced way, you know, the law of balance. And, and you definitely embody that. So thank you for that beautiful reflection. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate that. And mm -hmm. for anyone that's listening, I would say I got that way by just being open. Like I said, I started this project in 2011. And over that time, I've talked to thousands of people in these types of ways of where are they from and what has their life experience been like and what do they know about the world and and being open to other people's experience and holding a completely non-judgmental energetic space was the greatest education that i've had and that i can imagine a human being having and I take something from everyone that I talk to, like energetically, intellectually, emotionally, you know, I'm always learning. And that's something that's accessible to, to everyone, you know, just by really being present 
with whatever is in your experience and recognizing or choosing to see it as the highest possible expression of life. Like whoever's in front of you, that's the highest possible expression of life. So what is there to learn from that person in that moment? And this is why we love you and we love your show and all that you're doing to um, allow people to be present with, with their story, what they came in and with and, and yours as well and how we come and unite together. It is a beautiful space and it allows people to feel really comfortable and share it where otherwise maybe they, they didn't. So I feel very comfortable in the space with you and being held in, in this beautiful container of divine love. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And it's, it's our space. It's, yeah. We co-create it. And that's the it thing. Is. That's yeah, how it's... you're able to get the ego out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it, Go it from only freedom from fear to freedom to weedom. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and I'm, I'm sharing this with everybody is because this is, this is where I want to move this project. You know, like I've been able to, initiate something which is really my purpose is to be an initiator of things but my intention is for this to become the new news right because right now the news is based on sensationalism and the recycling of you know certain types of stories that i don't feel are are nurturing and they're maybe based on speculative facts right but Facts are, despite what their definition are, they're, they're relative, whereas truth never changes. So it's always going to be valuable to connect with another human being and reach for truth and allow truth to come through. So that doesn't need to be me doing it all the time. That could be you doing it. That could be you talking to someone in your community. That could be you talking to a parent or a friend or reaching out to someone you connect with on the internet because you're inspired to and seeing what comes of that. <laughs> that could be your connecting with somebody via Groupon moment, you know? <laughs> cheers so, to Groupon. <laughs> cheers to Groupon. We should, maybe <laughs> we could get Groupon to sponsor this episode and pay us. <laughs> yeah. Cheers to choices too, right? We got choices. Right. I love it. No, that's, it's, yeah. I love, I love how we connected. Feels, uh, it, it's perfect, isn't it? Synchronistic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That process that I've experienced so many times doing this project of divine synchronicity helps me to surrender more, right? Because as life happens and for me since it has happened so like magically and so randomly in so many different encounters i can just relax into just trusting that whatever is happening is happening for the highest good and i now have more tools to help me navigate the times when it becomes challenging or painful right like my yoga practice i became a yoga instructor last year and i'm do Vedic meditation at least once a day and I try to do it twice a day and seek out people like Jules to expand my sense of self. And 
I don't know. Are you still working with people during this time, Jules? Absolutely. Yeah, we, um, we've been doing virtual sessions for over 10 years. So we just kind of shift and honor the, uh, the social um, distancing practices. Um, and we just go from in person to, to virtual sessions, which are, you know, basically maybe 60% of my clients anyway. So yeah, they don't mind. It's all the same. We work in the quantum field. Um, it's always fun having an in-person session if you're in town or you're, you're local, but otherwise virtual sessions. Yeah. They're just amazing as well. Wonderful. And what's the best way for people to get in touch if they're looking to connect? Well, they can uh, go onto my website that hasn't been updated in eight or nine years. It's kind of acts as a, <laughs> maybe a business card, if you will, glorified business card, but it's, yeah, they can go onto my website at uh, www.biofieldharmonics.net and reach out to me that way, learn a little bit more, and I will be updating my website as well soon, but yes, you can, you can find me there. All of my um, clients are, have, are primarily, um, mostly referral. So I don't do any advertising except for the Groupon that I created many years ago. And that's how we met. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. So that was www.biofieldharmonics.net, correct? Correct. Well, if anyone out there has felt touched or inspired or intrigued by the things that Jules has shared, then there's your way to connect with her. And I did five sessions with her and I can attest to the, the power and, and the integration and just the upliftment that I experienced over the course of those sessions. So I would highly recommend it. And if you're enjoying this community and these stories that have now shifted to mostly podcasts, then just, you know, connect on social media or go to the website, soulsofsociety.com and sign up for the email list or just, just do what feels right and the synchronicities will guide you to where you're supposed to be. So Jules, I really appreciate you coming on to share your story and your light. It's always a pleasure. Beyond grateful to you and again, your community, I bow before you in greatness, dear master, and for all that you are bringing uh, to this community and all the people out there. So we thank you from my heart to yours. Thank you, Jules. It's always a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Be well, everyone. Bye. Blessings. We hope you enjoyed that episode. This is what we're all about at Souls of Society. If you feel inspired right now, share this with one of your friends. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And most importantly, embody your soul by living in your heart. It's our time. It's our time for harmony, togetherness, and peace. Much love.